0: Hey, how's it going? I'm Nick and I'm your host on the Echo Academy podcast, a podcast dedicated to uncovering helpful tools and strategies that can help make your quality of life at work better. On today's show, we figure out how to rediscover fulfillment in your career. And to help us do that is my guest, Susan DeSilva. Susan is a former lawyer as well as a certified professional life and executive coach who practices at The Silver Coach. As a coach, Susan helps people who are successful at what they do, and yet who are at a crossroads, get clear on how they want to live their life so that they have no regrets. As part of a coaching program, she works with her clients to unpack their unique life purpose and values, and to understand how they get to make choices to take charge of their lives, including their career. If you'd like to find out more about Susan and this episode, you can go to echo.academy forward slash Susan. That's E-K-H-O dot A-C-A-D-E-M-Y forward slash S-U-S-A-N. I'm thrilled to have Susan on today, so without further ado, here's my interview with Susan DeSilva. so thanks for for being part of this podcast susan It's my pleasure so today's topic is really on how to rediscover fulfillment in your career now, the key word here I guess is rediscover because sometimes you know we could be new to a career or we could be in the middle of it or we could even be in the tail end of it, but sometimes it doesn't feel fulfilling anymore and I don't know, I feel this topic could be important to people listening in terms of them f- helping them understand some ways to you know rediscover that sense of fulfillment since we spend most of our waking hours at work, yeah, so yeah. I don't know, maybe a good place to start before we delve into all of this is I would love to hear what your definition of fulfillment is just just you know um do you go by a fixed definition or
1: fulfillment is um i think it's a feeling it's like that feeling of resonance that feeling of when everything is just spot on you know it's like that tuning fork that you we used to use when we when we tune a piano that that perfect ding sound yeah and that is the resonance i'm talking about that's when you're really you know on point and everything makes sense and and that's fulfillment, so I think it's a feeling and fulfillment I would say is i want to say it's different than happiness because i i I feel that happiness is like you've finally bought that thing and you're really happy, and you know it's fleeting, but with fulfillment it's very enduring um so there's a slightly different feeling than happiness, although in fulfillment there often is. Real
0: joy, yes. and do you feel happiness is fleeting, and it, we constantly have to seek it out?
1: I, I suppose it's just it's just words, yeah. but I I'm distinguishing that I'm trying to distinguish with the limitation of words. Yeah, the difference between the feeling of fulfillment and the feeling of happiness. Um, happiness can be in fulfillment, but fulfillment need not be in happiness.
0: Yeah, I I guess I guess that makes sense actually, and and you're right. I guess words don't have maybe with, there isn't enough vocabulary out there to really truly define yes. uh, fulfillment and happiness, especially when
1: we're talking about feelings.
0: Exactly, but to, for me at least, uh, fulfillment is when when you wake up feeling like there's a purpose to your life, and it's. Um, Whereas happiness is for me, is I'm happy to just wake up, right? <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, but uh, but fulfillment is knowing yeah. that when I wake up, yeah, I have value to bring to this world, yeah, and not only that, I get to fulfill that that part of me and to really bring that Beautiful. value to this world,
1: yeah. And what you're talking about goes to how 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 we get fulfillment. How how, how do you feel fulfilled? And that really really comes down to th- to who we are, right? And Who we are is really, really, I think that just boils down to it's expressed by two things, by our purpose, our life purpose, and what's most important to us, which I'll call our values. Okay. So what you're talking about is this thing where you wake up and you know your purpose, and you know that when you go out into the world, when you head out to work, you get to express your purpose in what you do, and your work, and that in your work, your work becomes just a platform for expressing what's most important to you. Right. And that's fulfillment.
0: And I, I guess I'm almost digressing to the questions I actually want to ask you, but just to, 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 to add on to that point or really to, to find out your point of view, do you re- do you need to be... In order to be fulfilled, I suppose there there has to be some element of being mindful and being present in the moment. Because it it seems from what, what you've said just now, like I don't think you can feel fulfilled if you are not really living in the present moment. Because there's if you're if you're if you're thinking about the past or thinking about the future, I think there's this sense that, you know, you're not making the most of the now. So by definition would you be fulfilled? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. But, but the way I look at it
1: is mindfulness to me is about noticing what's going on and noticing my perspective right now. How am I seeing something? Right, um, right now I'm sitting here. Am I noticing that You know, we're in this, this bright room, um, this quiet space with the aircon running? or am i you know am i um is my mind drifting far away to something i'm going to have to do on monday uh-huh. um and 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 both of them are not wrong but which one serves me or which one does not serve me right. so to me mindfulness is about is about noticing um my perspective and the choice i am making about my pers- perspective and 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 noticing whether you know that's serving me right does that does that serve me? When I say, "Does that serve me?", we go right back to, we go right back to, does it serve my purpose? Is this is this does it does it serve what's what's most important and meaningful to me? Right. And if my perspective is not serving what's most important to me, then I get to I get to change my perspective. I always have a choice to change my perspective. So it's bit like this, it's like, it's like walking, you know, along a forest path. And I could be walking and saying, oh, this is so beautiful. You know, the the, the, the sunlight's coming through the trees and the birds are singing and everything looks so green. Um, and I could be thinking that. Or I could be working, walking on that exact same forest path. And I could be, I could be in a perspective which is, this is so scary. Right. It's, it's kind of dark here. Goodness knows what creepy crawlies are you know, <laughs> hanging out under the bushes right here. I can hardly wait to get out of here. Same situation, but it is my perspective that um, affects how I feel in the moment.
0: So that's a really great segue to our first question, which is if we don't find work fulfilling anymore, how can we determine if there's something we can do at work to fix that or if it's time to chart a new career path?
1: So I think the starting point, I mean, that's a great question. It really points to the starting uh, point, which is that it is really, what what does fulfillment mean to you? What What is fulfilling to you? And um, what fulfillment means to a person really comes from deeply understanding what has purpose and meaning for you um and every person everybody whoever you are wherever you are you have a purpose and you know what's important to you you just might not have been looking at that you know
0: deeply and in terms of in terms of that fulfillment or that purpose it's it's interesting because at least for me I, I I think to myself, like especially I mean and this is this has nothing really to do with work, but for example, just in life in general, when I'm not feeling fulfilled, I think it's also at that point where I also start to question what my purpose is but but you know, it never came about before, you know, and you know, I always have this idea of what my purpose is, but it's all. It's only when you know that sense of fulfillment starts to fade, when I'm thinking, "Oh, what is my purpose? Am I thinking? I'm thinking about it in the right way? Yeah. Um, is there yeah. is there a blueprint in a way to wow. figure out what a, how or at least some I, questions we can ask ourselves? Yeah.
1: I, I I have I have something I just called my personal leadership framework. Okay. And it starts with really recognizing and really being aware of who I am. And how I make my choices and who I am and how I make my choices really comes again from knowing my life purpose and knowing my values and once I know that then I know who I am and once I know who I am and who I'm being from there I can decide what I want to do so I distinguish between being and doing right and in what I want to do if what I choose is aligned to who I am, to my purpose, to my values, to what's important to me, then there is that feeling of fulfillment and there's that feeling of resonance and zest and yeah. engagement and and um, just just like deep satisfaction. And when what I'm doing is not aligned to who I am, to my purpose to my values well that's not wrong it's just that it's going to feel dissonant the opposite of resonance yeah. there's going to be that feeling of discrepancy that 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 off feeling and that's a flag it's always a flag that w- maybe what i'm doing is actually not aligned to my purpose and to what's most important to me to who i am right so it's not aligned to my being what i'm doing right so before we do we need to really know who we
0: are being and that's that's really interesting i want to delve deeper into that um, because if if there's a dissonance between you know being and what i'm doing and and that's a red flag does that mean I should be thinking about a new career path, or because it's tricky, right? Because I guess in the modern world, sometimes we don't always have that luxury of choice, and for whatever reason, right? For and and, and when I mean luxury of choices, uh, maybe we are, you know, looking in a job market or looking for a new career, sure, but we are not getting the opportunities we want. So when when that's happening and we are stuck in in the job that mm. we're in, is there a way we can kind of Reconcile the difference between who we are, who we are being, and uh, what we are doing.
1: Comes back to choice again. Um, we we always have a choice of our perspective. We just we just talked about that, and um, in any situation, um, we get to choose our response to that situation. It's the it's what Viktor Frankl um, said. He was a an um uh, neuroscientist who was incarcerated in um concentration camps in during world war two. He had the opportunity to observe human nature at its very worst and also at its very best. Right. And from his observations he came up with his um ideas. Um and one of the statements that he has, which I, I really, really love and which really resonates with me is this. He says that between stimulus, which is the situation, the circumstance over which perhaps I have no control, between stimulus and response, my response to that situation, there is a space. And in that space, there is choice. And that is the one human freedom that can never be taken away from you. Right. And he should know And then he says, and in my choice of my response lies my freedom and my growth. And so I think what he's saying in the situation that you've described is that we don't have any, perhaps at at the moment, we don't have any control over our work situation, but we always have a choice over how we want to respond to it. Okay. And so... We get to think about what our responses might be. Uh, and, what, and that often that will usually be a matter of my perspective. So my current perspective is, okay, I hate my job. <laughs> so is that serving me? No, probably not. And so what other perspective could I bring to the situation? And I could choose maybe to look at what's important to me and consider how even in this situation... I can express what's important to me in how I show up at work. Um, what would that be? Maybe maybe working, maybe respect is a huge, is something that's really, really important to me. And maybe even in a job I don't enjoy, or maybe especially in a job I don't enjoy, maybe I could come to work and work with respect and what would that mean? Maybe instead of switching off, maybe respect means I really show up and I'm really present and I'm really doing the best I can. And maybe I'm impacting others in some positive way by the way I'm showing up. So that goes back to through the lens of what's important to me and my purpose, how I want to show up at work. Or maybe I get to bring um, a sense of appreciation. Maybe I get to bring a sense of appreciation that no matter what the situation is, there always is something in it to appreciate. And maybe I bring that to my job and I see that in the midst of everything, there is something, maybe much, to be appreciated. But maybe I look at my job and I... I see that it really it really doesn't it really isn't where I'm going to thrive in the long in the long run There's something here that perhaps um is is truly negative for me maybe it is um a a culture that's e- perhaps extremely negative and right. it's affecting me then in that case I think um In that case, I think I have a choice. That's a slightly different choice. I have a choice to remain here or I have a choice to go. And the truth is that whatever perceptions we might have about not being able to move actually is no slavery anymore and we can always leave our jobs. So that then asks whether maybe there's there's a... Inner saboteur going on, a saboteur that says, "Nah, you can't get a You can't get yeah. that job. No, no point trying. Um, no, you're not good enough." Those voices. Yeah. Those are our inner saboteurs, and 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 what they do is, that's the that's the fight or flight, um, aspect of us. It's 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 built in. Right. Um, we just need to notice that we've got them, and we need to notice when they're acting up. Yeah. And then we need to, make a choice to manage our saboteurs, So sometimes um, the saboteurs keep us in our comfort zone and that's why we're staying in the job, maybe. But our comfort zone really isn't comfortable anymore and we know it because there is this feeling of dissonance and there's this feeling of it's off. Yeah,
0: right. It's interesting because I, I, do, I did enjoy the Victor Franco book, uh, Man's Search for Me. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting because in, in I, I can really appreciate everything he says and you know I, it's almost like he comes from a place of authority being <laughs> being in the situation he was um, having said that you know I, the the concept of choice to me at least is is it feels like a double edged sword because it's not really the choice it's the consequences after the choice has been made you know and and, and f- oh what i mean by that is for example let's say you stay in a job you hate by right, and you want to change that perspective um and perhaps you can have the positive outlook for example uh viktor frankl noticing the good in the people around uh but you're also exposing yourself to the bad you know and if that bad doesn't change you know, for him, for example, he didn't have a choice. It's not like, I don't want the bed, I need to leave Auschwitz. He couldn't do that. So hence the reason. But if we have that choice, um, for example, the choice is, okay, do I stay and, you know, handle this with positivity or do I leave and handle this uh, uncertainty of uh, of, <laughs> of knowing whether I'll get a job or getting the job I actually want? I think that, at least in the first world, seems like a quite a quite a predicament, you know, because it's a predicament. It, it's
1: a predicament, um, and it's natural to feel that way. The perspective that um, going out and 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 risk taking a risk um, is what's holding us back, and that perspective that it's a risk is our saboteurs doing a great job. But if we were to if we were to call on our uh, purpose and our values and our wiser self, if we were to ask ourselves, what would our fulfilled life look like? And look at it from that viewpoint. And, for example, imagine that in five years from now, you are absolutely living that fulfilled life. And have your future self come now and talk to you, what would that future self tell you? What would that future self tell you right now? What would have to change for you to be there in five years from now?
0: That feels like a very difficult question.
1: <laughs> Your future self will know. Yeah, Your future true. self will absolutely know.
0: Okay. Maybe, maybe for the benefit of the listeners, I can use myself as an example. Um... So my future self.
1: Mm. Feel it. Feel it and just what would that be what would that look like? What would you be doing? I think
0: whether it's my own company or part of a company, I would like to spend my working days in a uh, in an environment that is dunno at the end of the day I can smile when I go home, knowing that, number one, I've done a job that I'm fulfilled in. And number two, um, I'm surrounded by people that are, you know, that are aligned to what, what my beliefs are. Or at least who uh, respect my beliefs. And also, I guess, number three, the ability to... To help them in some way.
1: Wow, those are those yeah. are those are such strong those are such strong values for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and and it's funny because, and it's and it's born out and and my answers are born out of the mistakes I've made. I guess you know, where I've oh, at least in my younger in my younger days when I just started my career, it was everything was very reactive, and and to some degree it still is. You know, I would say a good forty percent of. Uh, the way I work is very reactive which I don't think is very good yeah. um, but okay. um, reactive in the sense that you know if I feel um, if if I feel something is not right then I feel the need to call it out and this notion of uh, professionalism or or, or 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 anything like that just goes out the window I'm like no <laughs> yeah and I and and by the same token you know like I expect the same in return Um, so like uh, but now i now as i get older i appreciate i appreciate um, the importance of keeping relationships at the very least amicable Mm. and and friendly because Mm. at the end of the day nothing gets done if people hate each other yeah (laughs) so so i learned so knowing what i know now it's about trying to put myself in a situation yeah where everyone has the same yeah or it, at the very least everyone has the desire to learn how to be in this situation. yeah, so, yeah. sounds
1: like it sounds like um, the culture of a place is really, really important to you.
0: Yeah, I think so yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and just tell me a little bit more about um, that what you do is actually helping people. What's that?
0: mm. I don't think I have a specific way of helping people. I think it's more just the idea that I have the ability to play is a big deal. So I, even if it's just uh, like something as simple as, uh, you know, p- them having a bad day and having the opportunity to say, hey, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, you know, Yeah. Like for me, that there's a lot of value in that because yeah. I've heard it being said to me yeah. and I feel the power yeah so for me trying to create that environment yeah uh, to do that and for me to do that is really important yeah but the challenge for me at least is when I'm not in that in in the emotional state like for example if I'm angry if I'm upset I'm unable to do those things and yeah. for me that is a yeah yeah a so bit that's, challenging that's
1: two separate things yeah the one is what you really care about and that is some I, I'm getting this image of a really strong shoulder that others can can lean on
0: yeah
1: Um. as you as you say that how does that how does that land for you
0: um um someone as with a shoulder mm. I don't know if I am I try to be but I don't know if I'm what, actually give good me, at that give
1: me a give me a a picture then if it's not your if it's not a strong shoulder what what would that be
0: mm. I suppose just a listening ear.
1: A listening ear. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I don't. uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm very good at keeping judgment aside. I think. And so, for me, that my greatest asset, I think, is being a listening ear, because there's really no judgment coming from me. Right. So, So you'd
1: be a listening ear for others, so that.
0: So that, at the very least, they can release whatever negativity that's within them. Right. Sometimes just speaking really helps, right? right? Right. So yeah. So I think, and I think that's a superpower we should all have, yeah. at some capacity, because yeah. in the modern world, yeah. you just need a <laughs> a listening ear sometimes.
1: Yeah. You've just described who you want to be in five years' time, where you want right. to be. It's in a space in which, in which the culture is that kind of culture, right. where people are supportive, where they're working with respect, where there's a lot of care. And where you are able to be a listening ear, that helps other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so now you're you're there. Yeah. Now look back to where you are now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, like really, just see where you are now.
0: Yeah.
1: And you might have to just close your eyes. And what do you want to say your your from yourself who's five years there mm-hmm. as you look back at, at you here mm-hmm. what does your future self want to
0: say to you? I suppose for me at least, um, it is to not let the bad affect my ability to do good. I think that I think that is um that is something I don't think I do very well now, because the moment the bad happens, I'm like self care <laughs> I need to close out and 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 uh close everything and just focus on me, whereas I think uh, the opposite actually helps me more
1: wow, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. how will you remember that how will you oh, that's a re- tough how one, will Susan. you how will you call up that energy this energy that you have right now when you need it most?
0: I don't know, to be honest.
1: Think of a you can think of a gesture that you will call to mind, a picture that you will call to mind, um, um, a picture that maybe you'll keep, you know, on your computer, that yeah. will help you remember what's most important to you. Which is yeah. that, when, when things are not going well, that's exactly when you are going to be.
0: Yeah, I. Th- if it's a picture. Um, I don't know if it's an appropriate picture, but a picture of my wife. I don't know if that's relevant. It it, it only has to yeah, mean something to me to you, yeah. Because my wife has a, is a very good example of someone who shows unconditional love, mm. and that's something I aspire to be, mm-hmm. and something I think I'm terrible at. You know, like uh, I think. Um, so um, no judgments. Yeah, yeah. No, th- I mean, yeah. Of course, I mean. <laughs> Uh oh. i I'm not judging myself, I'm just saying like I'm I'm terrible at it in terms like like there are very few relationships that uh, like um uh, uh have comes with condition uh it comes with no conditions. Uh you know, but the rest be I don't know, I feel like it's I feel I feel very transactional about it almost. Uh very few is unconditional. Whereas um with with my wife I mean, she comes from a place of uh, unconditional love. Well, and of course I mean, she takes it away if people don't like like people are toxic to her life, but I don't know. It's it's always nice to start from that place. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could do mm. that too, I guess.
1: You can. Yeah. You <laughs> so can. that
0: picture maybe would <laughs> help me remember. It,
1: that's important to you. Yeah. And definitely. you get to make a choice every day, um, in the small things as right. well as in the big things. And the more you do it um what what you're really doing is you're firing up uh, the neural pathways mm-hmm. in your brain that um help you to uh become more and more and more right. what you want to be in the same way where you uh do the opposite you're building that neural pathway that strengthens more and more the way you don't want to be right it's it's um it's uh, very interesting the way in how our brain works and you know how. You know how we always say we work. You know we're using less than ten percent of our brain. Yeah. Um, you 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 really get to um, you really get to think that you have got you know a trillion neural pathways just waiting for you to pick one and really build it and right. make it into one of those that really serves you, like all the other ones that serve you.
0: Right. Let's say it. Uh i see that as um me understanding where i want to be so perhaps uh, for for the listeners maybe it's good to understand how how do we take actionable steps to get to where um where we need to be now if once we know what that looks like because um um uh, i don't know i think i sometimes i feel or maybe if Maybe it's beneficial for listeners if I use myself as an example, so we can visualize something at least. So let's say, um, yeah. if I have a fixed mindset, you know, for example, um, I think a certain way. Do I need to, do I need to ex- expand that way of thinking to discover how to get to that other way, or uh, how to get to where I want to be, or I don't know, is there a way I should be thinking? I suppose um, first of all, you'd think about whether
1: your current viewpoint is is helping you or not. And if it's not helping you, then um, looking at other perspectives and um, trying to sense the one that does help you, and the one that does help you is almost always the one that comes from who you are again, your life purpose and your values. And so we keep coming back to that. Um, the, that's it's it's such a principle, it's such a starting point, that anything else that we talk about is not grounded unless you know what your life purpose is and, right. and what's most important to you, what your values are. As far as life purpose is concerned, I wish I could just tell you that you could find it just <laughs> just like that, <laughs> yeah. or but I, I I don't. My experience is that you you know first the good news is that you have it. You absolutely have it.
0: Have what exactly
1: you have a life purpose
0: oh okay yeah
1: however it is h- hard to unpack it by yourself
0: right
1: it's so much a part of you it's so much a part of you that it's um hard for you to pick it out distinguish it yeah it's a bit like your own scent you know you 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 can't you can't detect it like, <laughs> yeah. uh, as easily it's yes. so much a part of you and so i think that um, needs um, some, ha- some somebody to assist you to unpack your life purpose, right. but it, you're not creating it; it's already there, and it's in your case, it's got something to do with this listening ear. Yeah. I feel that it's got it's that it comes across pretty strongly, and it's just really unpacking that to see that what that is. Right. As far as your values are concerned, those ones you can do yourself. <laughs> your values. Uh, what's most important to you, qualities that are most important to you, um, and what I request my clients to do, and they always get to say yes or no or counter-propose, but most of them say yes, is to do this, is to really think about what's most important to you and write it down. Take time to do it, mull over it. You might get the first five you know, values out really easily. And then you might have to really, really think about the rest and try and get to at least 15. Right. And having gotten there, this is the fun part, then rank your top 10. Rank your top 10 from the most important to the 10th one. And that really, really helps you to go, you know, really really expand your awareness of who you are and what's important to you right and when you have that that becomes like your your map yeah it becomes like your framework and this is your framework and and as you are looking at your life purpose and your values noticing that you have got your inner saboteurs that's your built-in fear part of your brain right noticing that that will be rearing its head because you look like you're you you getting ahead of yourself now right, you're thinking yeah. about purpose and yeah. values so it's likely to rear its head and 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 tell you no no and every time you hear the word yourself saying the word but that 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 might well be your saboteur speaking right so noticing that and um you know managing your saboteur maybe um Visualizing your saboteur and and having your saboteur just you know sit to one side and and do something like play with Lego or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
1: and remember that you are naturally creative and you are resourceful and you are whole. You already are. You have everything you need to get to the answers that that you want. And so, knowing that. While on the one hand, there is the saboteur that's keeping you small. On the other hand, you have your inner resources, all these inner resources, which are the wisest part of you, the, the part of you that always knows what's best for you. Right. And really getting in touch with that. Um, so this is more than just thinking. We rely so much on our intellectual part of our brain. And we've got pretty far with, you know, with um in life with that but we've got this whole rest of the brain yeah. that we don't listen to. So that wise part of the brain, the limbic part of the brain is wise but has no language. So its voice is very soft. Right. And you really have to listen and you you've heard it before. It's that voice that you just wish you had listened to. <laughs> yeah. That one. Right. That one. You know it well. Um and it's just really listening to it and and trusting in it and noticing that the more you do that, the more it's how well it's serving you.
0: And j just, just to play devil's advocate here, um hearing that part of our mind, as you say, that is full of wisdom. Does it guarantee us the right answers, though? I mean, it's because, for example, uh, let, let's just, for example, we play the odds and we, we 50% of our decisions are the, the 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 brain that we use the most and the other 50% uh, we take decisions from the quieter part of that brain that we don't really take. Um, I don't know. There's, uh, <laughs> can we be certain... That the fifty percent from the quieter part of our mind is the one that gives us the best answers
1: it's only when you when you when you call on your the wisest part of yourself and you're being real about it and you're coming from your place of purpose and values that you will know the answer to that
0: okay, so it's a thinker
1: <laughs> it's yeah. not a it's it's really not thinking, yeah it's kind of like a knowing, yeah. It's kind of like a knowing. Right. It's, it's again, we we don't have enough words for what we're trying to express. But yeah. there's a difference between like, I think I should do that rationally. Yeah. And yet I know, um, this is this is, this is what I should be doing. I know it.
0: Right.
1: I I just read today um, 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 something written um, by. Uh, a, a native poet yeah. who used the words, she used the words, sacred knowledge versus logical knowledge, and it is something it is something like that. Okay. Where, I think what she's referring to and what we're referring to is a knowledge that comes from the whole of ourselves. And and not simply, our neocortex, right. the intellectual part of our brain.
0: Right. So actually, using our body and mind to make a decision—our whole selves, our whole right? selves. thats interesting, eh? So, I suppose to 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 kind of summarize what we spoke about um, from from start to to, because we've, we've unpacked quite a few things here, and um, and I would like to summarize it so, like, the listener would be able to kind of understand, uh, if nothing else, with systematically how they should think about this so um and correct me if i'm wrong uh, throughout this um so the first one is really to understand um our purpose and yes. the second part is to to figure out what our values are yes and then to align it with our purpose
1: so your purpose and your values together are an expression of who you are okay. together uh, and they will be you know they will be they will be self supporting i suppose you could say they are aligned to each other already they right. will be right and then from there um f- from the perspective of your purpose and your values and what's most important to you then looking at what you want to do right and as you're doing that Noticing that on the one hand, you probably have your saboteurs jumping up and down telling you that you can't. Yeah. And having to manage that. Right. And on the other hand, knowing that you have and you've always had your, wi- your wisest self and you know what you are to do that is aligned to your purpose and values, to who you are.
0: Right. So... Uh, just to clarify, so once we've got the purpose and values, um, we should expound and figure out what it what exactly we would want to be doing, and then map it back to where we are now and try to fill in the gaps.
1: Once, once we, once we, once you, once you, uh, you've got some clarity there, then you can start brainstorming. Right, you can start brainstorming about, you know. Sorry, what
0: clarity where exactly clarity
1: about what's important to you.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: You can start brainstorming about two things. One is what you want to be more of right. given given this. And it might be you want to be more more courageous. Right. You want to be um more living as if you were that future self already. Right and and so on and then you might also want to be thinking about what do you want to be doing more maybe i want to be with this i want to be just putting out more cvs just maybe i just want to be brainstorming i wanna i want to i want to talk to more people and network with more people i want to maybe um you know um upskill maybe Right so there's, there's, there's what I want to be more of and what I want to do more of, and then pick one from each so that you're not overwhelmed by all this. just pick one from each and and really commit really commit to to doing that gotcha. and it, it is it is um, it can be scary yeah it can be scary um, because you're maybe stepping into the unknown yeah. I have a feeling that when you step into into the unknown, um, with a lot of it, it will it will take doing, it's gonna take commitment, it's gonna take courage. But when you do that, I have a feeling that if you come from a place of your purpose and values, you will look back and you will ask yourself, why it took you so long.
0: Right. That's so true. I,
1: I'm kind of speaking from my own experience.
0: Yeah, and I can relate, I think, I can feel it. Yeah, and I guess that's how we rediscover purpose (laughs) in our careers.
1: Yeah, it's about unpacking what's there. Yeah. Because we seldom look there. We're not trained to look there. We're not taught that. We're taught to develop our physical, our financial, and our intellectual dimensions. Yeah. And we're never taught about developing or investing in the other two dimensions which exist in us whether we like it or not.
0: And what are those two? And
1: they are our emotional dimensions and this human need for purpose and meaning.
0: Right. That is true. I guess we lack a bit of education in that field.
1: I, I, I'm not aware of... Um, I'm not aware... I'm thinking of my own life. I am not aware of any institution or, or organization that, that, um, that invested in these aspects. Yeah. Of either their people or their organization. Yeah. um, Yet, but I think that that's changing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, you know, (laughs) sometimes, uh, I mean, a friend of mine was telling me way, way back, you know, a few years ago, he was like, sometimes I feel someone taught me how to be a human. You know, because it's not as intuitive as, as people think it is, you know, and it would be nice if there was a curriculum for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be so great to have um, a framework that just really, um, yeah, that, that really just uh, understands all our dimensions. Right. And teaches us the way they teach us some of our dimensions, but teaches the whole thing. Yeah. And if imagine if we could just bring all of that to to what we do and to the world. Yes. Every one of us, you know, um, you know, how much, you know, what what would be the impact of that? Right. What would be the impact of that? You know, um, there are enough reports to show that there is a business case for this. This is not just, this is not just about um, fuzzy stuff. There are enough reports, um, so many, that that um, show a correlation between how we engage our people as whole people,
0: yeah.
1: companies working with purpose, and how they are and how that's absolutely um, um, uh, going to the bottom line. Okay. so Interesting. In, in fact, it, it, it turns out that some of the best companies in the world. Know their purpose and operate from that purpose in a, in a real way, right. not not in some poster on the wall way.
0: Right. Okay. So, um, I guess my final question is more along the lines of: um, if you could summarize this um, um, this whole discussion almost, what would you encourage our listeners to do, uh, at least as a starting point?
1: The first thing I'd say, though, is um, that every one of you is limitless. You are naturally creative already, and you're resourceful, and you are whole. And, and that's your starting point. And from there, really unpack your life purpose and sit down and work on your values
0: mm-hmm.
1: and come up with your top 10 And from there, knowing what's most important to you, do some brainstorming maybe with a friend as to from there what you need to be more of and what you want to do more of and pick something from there and go ahead and and work on that.
0: Susan, it's been a pleasure really just... (laughs) Just listening and even practicing uh, <laughs> um, this um, this idea of purpose and how I can you know get to where I want to be in five years um, and also like the, be- before we really end up, I'd like to um, take this opportunity to have you you know if 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 businesses or companies out there want to get in touch with you to you know in terms of the work you do, maybe you can tell. Uh, people what type of work you do and how they can reach you? Sure. Thanks, Nick. Um, Well, I'm a life
1: and executive coach now. Um, uh, And I really work with people who have reached a crossroads in their lives, um, who want to get clear on how they want to live the next phase or the rest of their lives so that they have no regrets.
0: Um.
1: So, you know, if, um, that, if that resonates um, with your listeners, um, you know, I'd be, I'd be very happy to chat with them. Um, and
0: um, and, and how, how can they reach you?
1: I've, I've got an email address, which okay. is susan.desilva at that's spelled S-I-L-V-A, dot com. Got it. Um, and I think that's the best way to reach
0: me perfect and I'll put that in the podcast descriptions as well just in case uh, people misspell it in some way
1: oh, yeah, yeah. you have to spell it properly otherwise you'll get that rather handsome looking uh, Portuguese football coach showing up oh, oh really oh, okay there you go <laughs> uh, I guess not a bad thing too I guess.
0: <laughs> but yeah thank you so much Susan it's
1: my great pleasure thank you for having me yeah I hope you, to Nick. have you back too thank you <laughs>